You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. That's right. It's Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, and we are the odd couple. And we are on Fox Sports Radio Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 to 7 Pacific. But we're filling in for Dan Patrick this morning. So we're doing double duty, Rob. We're double duty. That's right. What? Wait a minute. What are you? You're working tonight? You know, you got the big time contract. (laughs) I'm shocked that you're working. You know, yesterday you took off from the odd couple uh, because you did Dan Patrick yesterday morning. I did work yesterday. I did you know, first things first. Since you're trying to call me out, see? I am calling so I did, you out. I did first things first, and then I did the, uh, the Dan Patrick show, and then yeah, I was done for the day. I mean, that was a long day. And then today, I'm doing. I did first things first this morning. I'm doing the Dan Patrick show for three hours, and then I'm doing three hours of the Eye Couple. So shut your mouth. <laughs> you talking about me not working? I'm putting in work, man. You, you know, know I'm you know I'm always working. Double shifts, triple shifts. You know, when you're like the low guy on the totem pole <laughs> and you're trying to make your way, I'm still Please. fighting and scratching Please. and surviving. You know, yeah, I'm trying to have go. some good times, you know. <laughs> That's right. It, it, it is a TV theme show Thursday tonight on That's the right. Couple, on the so Odd Couple. So yeah, if you haven't checked good. our show out, yeah, check it out. It's fun and informative. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about and it. You Chris can and I have a good time. Us or tweet us, I should say. Yep. Some requests for uh, TV theme shows. If you want to hear a theme show from one of your favorite sitcoms, text it or tweet it to us. Rob is at Rob Park FS1 on Twitter. I'm at Chris underscore Broussard on Twitter. And, uh, you know, we'll get it on the show, and it'll and, be a lot of fun. And, Chris, when you watch First Things First, the shot that they have in your in your office there is a big picture of you. You know, is there enough pictures of you on the walls in your office, you know, <laughs> that we have to one. see? We have to see that, oh, and yeah. we have to see you on the shot and the picture behind you. Those are awards. Now, oh. it's not my fault they gave me awards with my picture on them. Unbelievable. That's what, all. What could that be? Was that the uh, Light Skin Man Award? What, what <laughs> award was that that your picture had to be on? I don't want to start bragging, so I'm all not going right. to talk about the award. I, did, I got a picture of me interviewing LeBron, oh, me with nice. Vince Carter, LeBron okay. with my daughters. I'm going to put, yeah, you know, so, so it is what it is, you know. You, I know you got a shrine in your house, too. No, no. In fact, you know. I can see there's a big picture of you. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, it's small, but I see it. It's, it's not a small picture, but, I mean, in the Zoom right. where I see you, it's a small Zoom. But you got a huge picture of you in Antarctica on your wall. Am I yes. correct? Yes. Yes. See? My, see? my best friend, Fred, had that made for Christmas, and it is. It's prominent, very proud to have gone to all seven continents, and that was the last one, Antarctica. Uh, remember, Christmas. And Chris, you know what December. the caption is. You have a caption under there, right? What is that? You don't have a cap. You need perfect caption. First black man in Antarctica <laughs> <laughs> to set foot on Antarctica. I don't know about that, but maybe I was close. Third, you're the very third, close. not first, but maybe third. <laughs> All right, Rob, let's let's get into this. And um, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's the story of the week, right? He signs this ten-year, five hundred and three million dollar contract. And, um, you know, there's been back and forth about how good of a contract it is. Did he leave a little money on the table? Not a little bit, because 
He definitely, there's no question, Rob, he left a little bit, right? You and I not even being NFL capologists. We don't even have to write. Right. You can see that even if it averaged 50 million a year in 10 years, that's, you know, you presume quarterbacks are going to be making more than that, especially a guy at his level. So he left, definitely left some money on the table. The question that some have is maybe he left a ton on the table. And, and Rob, most people too, and, and I, I do want quickly your opinion on this, because this is not our main point, but most people seem to think that this contract will only last about six years. Like he'll get his, it's like 180 something million, maybe over six years. And then they're going to re up him. Is that, do you kind of share that sentiment or, or what? It just depends on what's happened. You know what I you mean? Know, I mean, it, assuming, it, it, you know, that, that he's right. healthy. And, if he's healthy and they're winning again. I mean, Even if what they a, don't win Super Bowls, you know, he's and he's still great, they'll still obviously want to keep him. No, I, I, I agree with that. But I just, I don't, I don't know where the deal will head from there. It's, it's definitely in their ballpark. He doesn't have, like, any of the modern-day stuff that other players, and I know the NFL's a little different, like outs for him to safeguard – you know, uh, you know, I was reading uh, Andrew uh, uh, Brand Brant's uh, column Monday morning quarterback, and he's the guy who gave Brett Favre, Chris, that ten million, uh, uh, that ten year, a hundred million dollar contract. You remember in Green Bay, right? right. And he just talked about the, like there's just certain things in this contract that really don't work, like like even a sliding scale, so that he's always in the top three of quarterbacks. Does you know where they adjust that? the money? No, it doesn't have doesn't, that. It right. doesn't have any of those things to at least so that you're not this great quarterback and you're the 15th highest paid in the league. You know what well, I mean? Which which, been, which could happen down the road. Yeah, one thing I, I was reading about it is that, he, like you said, he doesn't have an out, but he's his guarantee is like for the next year, the guarantee has to kick in like a full year in advance. So, you know, he doesn't have to go through a whole season and then wonder next year is my money guaranteed. So he's got he's it's a full year in advance that they have to guarantee him, which is good. Mm -hmm. And then the feelings, at least among some of the reports I read, was that even though the Chiefs, you know, they they're the only one with an out that the likely they feel like when, you know, he hits his sixth year or something like that that they'll get out, they'll they'll redo the contract and they'll pay him a pro because like you said, he may not be among the highest paid guys in in five or six years. And the feeling is that they'll redo the contract because of that. And but you know, we'll see. Right. The, I mean you right. hope so, Chris, but you right. know how teams are know. and you don't know The what, Patriots what, probably wouldn't have. You know, no. <laughs> and and you know what? Like, like we talked about with Tom Brady. Given what Tom Brady's given him for 20 years and all the Super Bowls and all that, Chris, would it have killed him to, to just give Tom Brady and say, yeah, we want you to wear a Patriots uniform. We'll bite the bullet. We're paying you for pass because you took less. They could have signed him for the two years at the same deal that Tampa Bay gave him. They didn't want to do it. They didn't I'm even offer him a contract. Because I, I want to see what he does in Tampa. But, with all but that, you see, my point, that though, is that they could, have, nah, hear you. they could have rewarded you. him. They could have. Right. Let's get here. Here's what Mahomes said about the deal. There's trust amongst everybody. As much as I trust in them, they trust in me. We were able to go out there and get this contract done the right way that not only gives me the security that I've always wanted, but also allows opportunity for the team to be great around me the entire duration of my career. All right, here's what I want to say about it, Rob. 
I this is the approach. To me, this is the Tom Brady approach. In that Mahomes is not going for every last dollar. He's saying, look, I'm filthy. I'm going to be filthy rich. I've got generational money. My children's children's children are going to be set. I'm happy where I'm at. And I want to leave a little room for them to sign other great players so I have a better chance of winning. I think, and I'm going to offer you some proof, that that's the mentality of a lot of the greatest winners. First of all, you got Tom Brady. We know. Didn't get paid every last dime he could have made, and he's got six Super Bowl rings. I, he still made more money at quarterback than any anybody outside of now Mahomes and 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 uh, Drew Brees. You know, with this new deal he got from the the Buccaneers. Even before that, he still was right up there in the top five of career earnings, over two hundred million. So he's fine financially, and not because of his wife, because of what he made. Uh, and so, but I'd rather be in that situation with six rings than to made $50 million more and have one ring like a Drew Brees or somebody like that. Then you look at Tim Duncan. He took short, lower contracts than he had to, to keep uh, Parker, Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili around him and win more rings. He's got five. Now, Michael Jordan, never the highest payer as hard as this is to believe. Never the highest paid player in the league until his last two years with the Chicago Bulls. He just played out his contract, didn't complain, say, hey, I'm the 16th highest paid player in the league. I'm the best player. I should be making more. He just played it out in the last two years, got his money, and, you know, the rest is history. And even LeBron James, when he first went to Miami, before he had won a championship, he was willing to take a little bit less to go to the Heat. He didn't have to because it ended up being a sign and trade so the Cavs could get something in return. But he was willing to do it. And so my point is, I I like this. Again, it'd be one thing if he was just taking paltry money, but he is still filthy rich. And I like that he's putting winning up there because his legacy will be based on his wins. I've talked about it, Rob. I think he can be the GOAT. But we, he's not going to be the GOAT no matter what his numbers look like if he's only got one Super Bowl ring. So I'm cool with what he's doing, and I like his attitude. I totally disagree. I think it's financial suicide to take less money. And this whole notion, I mean, you gave some examples that really don't fit. Michael Jordan was in a different time and different era. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, that he gave up less because Scottie Pippen didn't get paid. Nobody got paid on that team. They didn't go out and get uh, Michael Jordan uh, better players because he took less money. So I don't no, think that that's... No, but he did take less. No, but, uh, but didn't, they didn't he get... He didn't take every last penny. No, but that, that didn't help him get anybody. Who did they bring on they won six with the money? No, but, that's, but it wasn't because he took less money, Chris. It's because he was the greatest player. Yeah, but he had help. No, but 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 I'm saying... The same reason Tim I don't Duncan, believe that in that. Fit? I I, I Tom don't Brady believe doesn't fit. I don't believe in that from this standpoint. That when you do that for an organization, first of all, you you hurt the membership. You hurt other players when you're Patrick Mahomes, and 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 you're the you're the cat's meow. You're the best player. When you take less, then you're you're making other people look bad and and putting them in a position that other owners are going to come. 
and take less. Owners don't take less money. Owners don't go, oh my God, well, we want to keep the building filled, so we're going to charge less for tickets, less for popcorn, less for peanuts and whatnot, because we want to get, uh, we want to make sure everybody have a gets a salary it. cap. No, but but my point is, uh, I mean, you, you can't can take deny less. the salary cap, Rob. That's a fact. You could take less money, and the GM can make bad decisions with the money. The GMs can still not pay uh, uh, people. Uh, Sammy Watkins, we, we just had it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is taking less, so why does Sammy Watkins have to take less because money as well? Because there's this thing called the salary cap. Well, but I'm asking you, then there, it doesn't work out. There's this thing out. called the salary cap. That's I don't, why. I, it's a salary I mean, you, cap. You're going to try to ignore the salary cap? That's what they have to figure out, and they have to make. That's not Patrick Mahomes' job. And it's not his that's job for to worry their about opportun- other players either. It's Chris, his job I, to do what he wants to do. He could do whatever he wants. That's, that's not the debate. That's not the debate. Obviously, he could do it. If that's the debate, then we don't have a conversation if it's just about what he wants to do. I'm telling you why I think it's a bad idea. And if I was on a team, especially Sammy Watkins, they already won, right? Did they win a Super Bowl? I, yep. I'm going to get cashed out now. My career is good if I, I have like a Super winning. Bowl in my like back winning. pocket. He I could win somewhere Sammy else and Watkins get paid. Quote, Sammy Watkins' quote was this. How much money do I need? He's made $53 million in his career. He's got $9 million or, or two, up to $16 Chris, million coming I, I this year. I don't buy that. He's saying... What, what? He said it. I didn't say it. He said it. I, the the you same think he's thing. Lying? No, this, this is my point. If it wasn't about money, Tom Brady could have taken $5 to stay with Nobody's the Patriots. Nobody's saying it's not and he about didn't, money. They're what, saying money's it is. not the end all. And that's why. That's, that's all you're saying. That's why they were only. It's not at all about money. How many offers did Tom Brady have? The greatest quarterback. He's your GOAT. Oh my God, Tom Brady. How much money did he. He's how many teams goat, offered him a contract? He only got offered He's two deals. Years old. Rob, you know are why? You are you really going? Yes, yes I know because why. it was about 42. the money. Stop it. Chris, Stop it was it. about the money. That's what Tom Brady, he if felt he got. If it was about got, the money, why did he only take $50 million? Because he that's what you could get. For more. They were no, desperate. he could not. Not at, not at his they age. They were desperate. My point is that if it wasn't about money, Tom Brady, who you just talked about, if it's about winning, Chris, about being in that organization, and Tom Brady could have said, I don't need much. I got money already. I have generational wealth. My wife is, is a wealthy model. I'm going to stay in New England. I'll Why? take I'll take less. Why should he have stayed in New England with a bunch of receivers that dropping passes? No, he wants to win. That's my point. But they could take that money and get somebody else. Chance of winning. No, take that money and go else and get other players. They weren't getting. They weren't getting better players. You can do that when our contract negotiations come up. You take less. My contract. No, I want you to take less. To worry about my contract. I want you to take less so that they can keep me. I want no, you to I, keep me. I don't need you. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, I'm wow. winning rings without you. Oh, really? Okay. But no, but I'm, but I'm talking, we don't make the type of money these dudes make. That's my point. If, if I was making, I, I'm a, quickly, because I know we're going to break. This is what I'm saying. Would you rather be Tom Brady with $250 million, I'm just throwing that out, in career earnings and six rings, or another player with $300 million in career earnings and one ring. I'll take the 300 and the one Real, ring. And I, not one, be yep. known as the GOAT. Yep. I, wow. I want to get paid because the owners get paid. Everybody fine, gets paid. I want to get paid. I'd rather 
He's filthy rich no matter what. There's no, nothing he, he could he do with 300 be. million he went to Tampa that he can't Bay. do with 250 he can't be million. Rich Absolutely he had to go to nothing, Tampa Bay. and yet he's known as the GOAT. Come on, man. You lucky we can't get calls in. All right. <laughs> Should we be worried about Kawhi Leonard, Rob? That's coming up next. It's the Eye Couple on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What do you get when you cross a Mercedes sedan, coupe, or SUV with a race car? You get what Mercedes AMG is all about. There's really no other way to say it. OMG, AMG. Visit MBUSA.com slash AMG. That's Mercedes AMG driving performance. All right, Rob, uh, you and I both have picked the L.A. Clippers to win this NBA championship. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll discuss whether this is something to really be concerned about. But Kawhi Leonard did not fly down to Orlando with the team. Uh, he It was an excused absence where uh, he has to tend to a family matter and will be down there in a few days. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm not concerned about whether or not he's going to be there. Uh, but uh, in the athletic, we've we've had this guy on the show, uh, Jovan um, Buha. I think I'm saying his name, if I'm saying his name correctly. And um, he says this about Kawhi. In the- now, his is just, he's kind of musing in his article on The Athletic. In theory, Kawhi should benefit from the four-plus months off. He should, he put that in italics, be rested and spry. But he started this season off relatively slowly, at least by his standards, in part because he wasn't able to train or practice much last summer. How much has he been able to do since then? He was playing his best basketball of the season before the break, ascended to the MVP ladder, and it's difficult to project how his body should respond to the hiatus. Is he closer to 100% now? Did the time off even make a difference? Will he rest during the team's back-to-back against Portland and Brooklyn? Is he on a minutes limit? Will that change in the postseason? Uh, we still have countless questions regarding Kawhi Leonard's status. So that's from Jovan. Um, what are your thoughts on this? You, you got any concerns? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I just think that's all specul- speculation, and he has a right to do that. That's what he does, uh, try to read into anything. I'm just going to go. It, it, it worked. The Clippers were rolling, were playing well, despite not having their full team, Paul George. I think time off can only help. That's just the way I feel like. Time can only help. And it still comes down to if he's able to compete uh, in the playoffs and that, that window of whatever it is, Chris, two months. You know what I mean? Yep, that, yep. that window of two months. And can they get it done? In that circumstance, and if I'm the Clippers, I still feel really good. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what he's dealing with. Obviously, there were some issues, Chris. That's why he left San Antonio, because he wasn't happy with the way he was being treated medically and, and his concerns or whatever. He went to Toronto. They they let him do his thing, right? They let him take off. Yep. They had, he had his own Low crew management. there. And you know what happened? They won a championship. And uh, the Clippers have been in the same boat. And until it fails, Chris, until it doesn't work, and and he's missing in a big game and he can't play, 
that's when I'll sound the alarm. That's when I'll be worried if I'm a Clippers person. But I, I just, I think the Clippers should be even better because when they were all together and they played this year, Chris, I, help me with this. Either they were fourteen and one or fifteen and one, something like that. Do you remember? Yeah, when, I'm not sure what exactly. It was the one of those was, two. Am yeah, I right? Yeah, something like yeah. that. And and that was when they were fully healthy, and they were able to beat the Lakers two out of three games without having a, a healthy squad. I just think when you yeah, put first all that time together, they beat them without Paul George. Right. Uh, yep. So so when you when you look at that. I, I'm going to leave it up to Kawhi, who seems to have a grasp on what he needs to be able to compete at a high level and to help a team win a championship. So I, I, I'm, until further notice, until it's a flop, until he's a no-show in a big game, Chris, I'm, I'm going to go with Kawhi. Yeah, look, I, I still feel good about my pick that the Clippers will win it. Um, I think Kawhi will be fine. But I just think this is this is probably something that's going to be with him his entire career. Uh, I do think, you know, and it, it's a big mystery because some people you talk to say there is, there's kind of something in that need that, that's a little degenerative um, and then others kind of deny it. So the bottom line is he can manage it, but that's what he has to do. He has to manage it. And that's why he doesn't play back-to-backs. Uh, I don't think it's any, I, I think there is something there and it's just something that throughout his career they're going to have to manage. And I think we saw it. Like I said, you might remember, Rob, I said maybe a month or so ago that even when they come back, I, I don't expect Kawhi to play all eight games of this, of this remaining regular season. I think he will kind of load manage through that. I think he'll sit out that back-to-back. He'll play, I don't know, six or seven of the eight games. And then they'll try to play him every playoff game. And when I say degenerative, like if you look back at last year when he was in Toronto, he obviously low managed throughout the regular season, missed 22 games. And then in the playoffs, he played every game, but you were you're playing a lot of playoff games every other day. And remember, his knee was bothering him. Now, he obviously played through it. He overcame it. But clearly you saw that at times on the court, his knee was bothering him. And I think it was because he was playing every other day. And that's what I mean kind of by degenerative or something. So that, you know, I, I think he'll be able to work through it just like he did last year. But I do think it's something there that they've got to watch. Um, but, you know, they he's got to be able to play every night for them and play at a high level because as good as they are, and obviously they, they made the playoffs last year without him, they've got – no shot, absolutely no shot of winning the West without Kawhi Leonard. No, sh- Now, I, I don't think they'd win it without Paul George, but I think they'd have a shot. I think they'd still be a very good team and a tough team to beat. But without Kawhi, I, they don't have a shot. And, I, and, and again, I think he'll be there, so I don't I think, think that's an think issue. I think you could say that about any good team with their best true, player. True, true, I mean, true. you could. Uh, that's not right. I'm not I mean, saying that. I'm just saying it. I mean, no, it's the I, fact I know, that but if I'm, they but, lose Kawhi, if Milwaukee right. loses Giannis, if the Lakers right, lose LeBron. I, but, yeah, but that's no what doubt. I'm saying, right. But if, if, if the Lakers don't have LeBron James, are they winning the championship? No. So so I do – he is that guy. He's the, he's the big piece. He's got to be there. Uh, for the for the Clippers to have a chance, I I just like 
if I'm looking at the layoff and what happened, I just think Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, banged up, uh, have a better shot because they're younger than LeBron, who has to now restart. What if it yeah, takes we'll LeBron? Yeah, we'll see how he gets back, right. Right. What if it takes him some time, Chris? I'm just saying, right? A little bit. He's older to yep. get the, the car warmed up. It, it, it was uh, negative 32 degrees and snow, and you got an old Down car in compared. Well, you know, you got an old car <laughs> compared to a new car. You know what I mean? I know it's kind of not working in the summer. But my point is to get the car warmed up to get it going, I don't know where LeBron is. Is LeBron more susceptible Chris, no, that's to a getting hurt? Question, though. It Seriously. Is, I, well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Legit, I mean, I think certainly, because I've talked to players who've said, look, when I got a certain age, it was I needed 20, 25 games to really get to my my sweet spot, you know? Right. And so, uh, yeah, that's a legit question. All right, let's uh, go to our next guest. He's a former NFL quarterback, analyst for Pro Football Focus. They do a tremendous job there. It's Bruce Gradkowski. Bruce, welcome to the Dan Patrick What's Show. What's happening? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. No, great to have you on. Now, we, Rob and I were just debating about, and you were a quarterback, so this is a great question for you. You know, Tom Brady, obviously, over the course of his career, left a little money on the table, like in New England. He, he didn't take, you know, he wasn't, wasn't the highest-paid quarterback, and he did it because he wanted them to add pieces and help him win, and obviously they won six championships. He's viewed by most as the GOAT. Not Here's by my right. thing. I say I would rather have made, say, $250 million in my career and have six championships and be viewed as the GOAT than to make $300 million and, say, make have one Super Bowl ring and I'm not regarded as the GOAT. Even though I may be a Hall of Famer and all that, but I'm not regarded as the GOAT. Which of those two would you take? He just gave you a loaded question. Go ahead. What? Go what? ahead, Bruce. I mean, Bruce. Go ahead, Rob. You can add your point. Go ahead. My point, Bruce, is just this. About leaving money on the table for, uh, for general managers to spend who might misspend it, who might not spend it, the team might not spend Talk it on about people. Loaded. It's not your job. <laughs> Let them figure out how to deal out the money. I just want my market value. I want to get paid what I deserve. That, that's my stance. That's it. Man, well, I love it, guys. And I'll tell you what, I, I just wish I was in that position to make that decision. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No doubt. Right. Either one but, is but good, I, right? Exactly. And I think that's what makes Patrick Mahomes so special. I mean, what he does on the field is so fun to watch and entertaining. And he can do it all. I mean, especially being a former quarterback. You know, I envy him. The way he can move in the pocket, his arm strength, his athletic ability, his vision how smart he is. And then he's with Andy Reid, and he understands where he's at. So he's thinking, look, I'm a young player. I still have two years left on my, my rookie deal. Why not sign this long extension? I don't want to go anywhere. I'm in a good situation with a good team, a good head coach. I just I want to be Tom Brady. I want to be the next Tom Brady. I want to be better than Tom Brady. I'm going to leave some money on the table I'm going to get mine as well, and I'm going to make my family happy and be secure. But at the same time, I'm going to work within the club. You know, I'm happy for Patrick Mahomes. Could he have gotten more? Probably, yes. He could have waited and played the you know, franchise tag and all that. Uh, but look, I think he knows what's important. I think he realizes what's around him. And I think that's pretty cool. And that's why I, I really 
envy and look up to, to Mahomes, and I'm happy for him of what happened because he deserves the big deal, and it's good for football to see you know, a half a, half a billion-dollar deal out there. Words of wisdom from Bruce Gradkowski. Uh, unfortunately, it's not a half a billion dollar deal because it's not all guaranteed. It's more He'll like a hundred and sixty-seven million, and there are already True. quarterbacks like uh, in the league who who will make more money than him even over the next three years with him being the best. My only point is, I I, I don't understand with helping uh, uh, billion-dollar owners and, and balancing their budgets and all that. There's no guarantee you're going to win, even if you take less money. Andy Reid's not going to coach the, the next 10 or 12 years. You don't know what ownership's going to be like. To not give yourself an out in case this thing goes sideways doesn't make any sense to sign a, 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 a 10-year extension without an out for the player. There's an out for the team. That's why I don't think exactly. it's smart. That, that's just that, me. That's, that's, well, that's the best point, and that's the biggest point. That was the one thing I sat back and I'm, I'm thinking, you know what, it, it's awesome for football to, to hear the big deal, but then you look in, inside the deal, and then when you compare it to Ryan Tannehill's de- deal, yes. you know, his, his, his four-year deal, he's getting $62 million, and that's a four-year deal. And now you've got Mahomes that's getting $63 million, you know, fully guaranteed at signing for a 12-year commitment. So I get it, man. And that's where you kind of – I think it's tough because when you're a young player um, and, and you're unsure what the future holds, even when you're Patrick Mahomes, and you're thinking, look, are you telling me I could get, what, $160, 140000000 million guaranteed for injury uh, by, by signing an extension? Heck, yeah. That's all the money I need. I don't need more than that. And I think it, it's hard when you're in that position – because you're so, so anxious to get that next contract, it's hard to do what Kirk Cousins did and just continue to do the franchise tag move. You want some, some security long-term, and I think that's where uh, Patrick Mahomes was at. Well, Bruce, speaking of uh, franchise tag, you got the guy in Dallas, Dak Prescott. Do you think they'll come to a long-term agreement before the 15th? And if Chris, not, Chris guaranteed it by the 15th. It'll hurt the ball club? No, no guarantee. I just think it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I hope it happens for Dak and the Cowboys. Um, you know, now that this Mahomes contract is out there, uh, maybe there's some new things that, you know, uh, Dak's agent could present or the Cowboys can think of to get this deal done. I, I just think it helps going into to training camp. I think in Dak's uh, uh, camp, you have to think, too, guys, where's the salary cap going to go? How much is COVID going to affect this season? And right. next season, is there going to be a change? So then you look at Mahomes, and Mahomes is like, look, I'm just going to take it as is. I'm not going to worry about the future and how this cap changes. Now, Dak, on the other hand, that's where I would be. I'd sign the deal. I'd, I'd try to get the deal done. Now, it's got to make sense for, for myself, you know, if I'm Dak Prescott. Um, but if we're talking, it, you know, we're fighting over a couple million dollars a year here or there, I think maybe it's worth to get it done now because you're unsure where this cap's going to head. Uh, in the future with this COVID. But this is the the pushback I will give you, and I would say, if you're talking about fighting over a couple million dollars, all the other quarterbacks have gotten cashed out. What are the Cowboys fighting over? If he's your guy, the hardest thing to get, right, Bruce, is a franchise quarterback. 
If he's yep. your guy, why are you haggling? Why are you? Why did Jared Goff get paid? Why did Carson Wentz have to have to go to his contract signing in an ambulance and he got paid? Everybody got paid, and it's over a couple of million dollars in the difference between four years and five years. Why are the Cowboys just not saying, we want to make our quarterback happy, we're going to pay him, he's our guy, and we'll turn the page rather than this? Why is this happening? Is there some doubt with them? I don't get, I don't get why this is an issue. Well, you're right, because it is hard to find that franchise quarterback. And you can nitpick, is Dak the guy for the future? Look, it's going to be hard to find the next quarterback like Dak Prescott. He, he's, he's had a, a, a great career thus far. He's a very young quarterback. He's going to continue to learn and grow and get better. Uh, Kellen Moore himself did a great job uh, last year with the offense and some shifts and move, movements, the play-action pass game. So I think they're just going to continue to get better as a tandem with Kellen Moore calling the plays. And now Mike McCarthy, you know, at the helm, you know, an offensive-minded head coach. Now, maybe that's where it's at. Maybe, you know, McCarthy wants to see him for a year, get to work with him for a year. But I think Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys have seen enough that you should get a deal done. I mean, this is your quarterback. This is the future. This is a franchise. I don't think he hesitated this much with Tony Romo. Right. So I think it shows a lot if it does get done, and it needs to get done if you're Jerry Jones. Bruce, what are you expecting from Cam Newton in New England? Man, you know, this is a tough one because I think Cam Newton in 2015, you know, unbelievable. And and what he can bring if he's healthy, unbelievable. A guy that I saw him in person when my brother was playing for Carolina. Now, my brother was an offensive lineman. I was a quarterback. My brother got all the food growing up, so I had to be the skill player. (laughs) And, and of course, I got all the good looks I was going to say, quarterback get the girls and stuff, so you you won out (laughs) on that one. (laughs) <laughs> no definitely so my, my brother he, he's playing in Carolina and I went to training camp you know this right when I retired and I see Cam Newton up close and I'm like man if I'm playing Madden I mean this is your build-up player this is your creative player right here like no matter what position this dude I'm looking at his calves his thighs his arms I'm like this guy is built like a brick house this is you know that's what I want to look like and so I'm excited for him because I think it works both ways. If Cam really wants to resurrect his career and make a comeback, it's with the New England Patriots. And Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, they can set him up that way. They can build an offense around him. But on the other standpoint, Bill Belichick wants stuff operated correctly. He wants the offense ran correctly. He wants guys, no one player is bigger than the team. So it's going to be a matter of a matter of can Cam Newton uh, come in and learn the offense? Can he execute the offense? Can he be accurate? You know, because he does some have some inefficiencies with his inaccuracy, but you know the athletic ability he brings. That's why you keep him on the field. So he he's got to prove to them that he could hit the open passes and that he still has it in his legs to make plays on cold quarterback runs on escapability plays and extending plays outside the pocket. Because if not, you got Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham that are two guys that have to execute the offense uh, from the neck up because they're not gifted like Cam Newton. So I think it's a two-way street here, but Cam's got to come in prepared and be able to hit those open receivers when he has them because he struggled the last few years in Carolina with that. 
All right, that's Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback and now an analyst for Pro Football Focus. You can use promo code FANTASY40 to get 40% off Pro Football Focus's Edge or Elite subscription and gain access to the 2020 Fantasy Draft Guide that includes expert analysis, rankings, and projections. Again, that's promo code Fantasy 40. I'm going to have to get that. Off. I'm going to use that on Chris and get him a subscription, Bruce, to help out Chris. I already, I already read their stuff. See? Okay. So That's why I smash you every night in our quarterback <laughs> debates. I, I'll uh, tell you what, guys. It, it, it is unbelievable the amount of guys we have. It's just a, it's a big coaching tree in a sense of how much film we break down. Every player, every play, every game. It's incredible the amount of info we have. It's blew it's blew my mind away working for PFF, so I really enjoy it. But I'm also a hooper, guys. I hear you talking a lot about hoops. Okay. I was a hooper in high school. That was my first love, you know. So, 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 so we we'll hit you with this question: Who's the goat? Oh man, you I, you got to say Jordan, man. Just watching that documentary, ah. Oh. All it right, there you go. You, you redeemed yourself prime. now, Bruce. There you go. You redeemed yourself. Chris and I agree. Thanks for your time Bruce, and your great knowledge. stuff, man. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yep. No fans, no problem, according to Rob Parker. We'll discuss that next on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, this is the Dan Patrick Show featuring Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We are filling in for Dan. And we are the Odd Couple. You can catch us tonight as well on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or Sirius XM Channel 83 from 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific. Four to, I'm sorry, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific. But Rob, baseball is back. Or it's on its way back, July 23rd, opening day. And I'm excited, but I'm not excited enough to watch three innings of inter-squad baseball like you were last night. Man, Chris, I'm telling you, I didn't even realize how much I turned on my TV. The Dodgers were playing an inter-squad game, and it was just three innings, and I was salivating. I mean, I I was so excited after watching those three innings. No fans, no crowd noise, just the announcers and watching the game. I still had to have a cigarette after it was all over. And I don't even smoke. That's how good it was to me last night. I'm telling you, it was – I really missed the game, Chris. I really thought to myself, I can't wait to watch them play games. And it was fine. You know, you saw some of the scouts and some of the people, Chris – with Did masks. the big names play? Um, yeah, Mookie Betts played. Mookie. Yep. Okay. And okay. Um, the thing that was different was, uh, I can't remember, somebody hit a home run, and when he rounded the bases and came and then came back to the plate, guys gave him an elbow. Guys mm. gave him like a phantom high five. They didn't actually touch hands. Do you see what I'm saying? Right, right. Like they had right. made these adjustments, but they wanted to still show some support. So it wasn't like, I'm not touching you at all. I might just touch elbows instead of hands or fake high five or air high five, I guess is the correct word, air high five. Um, But, yeah, Chris, it it brought me back to, like, I've been missing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, just from watching that little bit. And like I said, it's an inner squad game. It ain't even – 
it, it seemed weird. But here's the other part that I don't know if you saw this story, Chris. Um, you know the rooftops at Wrigley. Have you ever been to Wrigley Field? Did you ever get a chance to go there? No. Okay. No. Just just a great venue. You know that uh, yep. uh, Wrigley Field. And across the street are these bars, and they have for a long time, you know, sold the, the rooftops. You could you could watch the games from the bars and see right, right into the stadium. And for a long time, the Cubs never got any money from those uh, bar owners. And then they threatened to block the view or whatever unless they <laughs> paid them a fee. But now, are you ready for this? They're offering up those seats because there'll be no fans in the stands, Chris. Right, right. For anywhere between $250 and $350 to the watch. The bars? Is this yes. Who's the money go to? The bars or the, to yeah. the Cubs? To, to the bars and whatever percentage wow. they give the Cubs. Right. But I'm just asking you. I mean, I love baseball, and you know I would love to be in the ballpark and whatnot. But would you pay $250 or $350 to sit across the street to look into an empty ballpark even though you get to watch the game live instead of on television? That's a good question because, honestly, like for a big game, say a playoff game or, you know, a, a really meaningful game in September in a pennant race. Right. Uh with under normal circumstances, you know, with the crowd and I mean, you could just feel the electricity. I would eat, it certainly do that, right? Three hundred dollars to sit at a bar and a, a great view of the game, definitely would do it. Because you're paying for the atmosphere. Yeah, Am I right. That's what it's I'm just- saying. Like, I gotta be honest, especially when I can watch that game on television. And there's not gonna be any atmosphere. You know, it's obviously you still see great baseball. But you're not going to have the roar of the crowd, feel the electricity. Even if you're in the bar, Rob, you know you can still feel it and 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 witness it. Um, I, I that's a tough one. I don't know that I'd do that. I mean, maybe if I had a group of guys and we all were going, you know, maybe it had to I, be I just, probably had to be a playoff game. Yeah, I, I I I understand it. Like they're they're hoping that people are so Jones in it, Chris, that Yeah. And and remember, even in those circumstances, it's only twenty five percent capacity. It's not like it's gonna be a that's packed right. wild that's right. scene. You're right. That's, right. That's a good point. Yeah. So so yeah. it's gonna be, you know, kind of laid back, not like hyped because there won't be as many people. Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I, I yep. don't I don't think I would even invest that money. I'd rather buy a pair of Jordans or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would too. I'd definitely rather get some Jordans. Now, if the game's not on TV, then that's a different story. But if I can sit back and watch it on television, yeah, I'm, I'm probably doing that. But I'm excited too, man. Uh, we, we're going to see and uh, should be an exciting... Look, the sense of urgency is going to be legit, right? With 60 baseball games. I mean, and then they get to the playoffs, so you definitely want to tune in and not miss any of the action. All right, it's the I, a couple Chris and Rob filling in for Dan Patrick. Keep it locked.